Hello, 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 everybody. You are listening to You Are Being Witnessed with Usmangaliso Ganyoni and Miss P. Hey, guys. Hi, it's so good to be back for another episode. How are you feeling, Miss P? I'm feeling good. I feel like we might be getting our rhythm back. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it is time to get things rolling. Um, I am really, really excited about this topic. Uh, we'll see what unfolds. We'll explore a little bit more. We'll ask questions. Um, we'll ask each other questions. But mm. before we la- launch into today's episode, Miss P., What's in your heart? Do you have any reflections from our previous um, episode when we were talking about about identity? Mm. Yeah, I really that episode really had me looking within um, after and reflective and journaling on oh my gosh, how what is my identity like? Just writing it down, I think even when you ask the question of who are you, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I'm going to be able to answer that confidently. Um, and also it got me thinking, would I answer that differently based on who's asking the question? Yeah. Um, so, and then I, it got me asking that question to some people that I'm close to. And I might be carrying that through the month of asking people, so... Who are you? Who do you see as? <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Amazing. I, I did also start asking that question and I've, yeah, like I got, I got a really powerful um, response to that question. And I'm just like, you know, there are people out there who have a really strong sense of themselves and it's just amazing to be sharing and listening to how people describe themselves. So um, loving loving our tribe and just loving how insightful a lot of people that we come into contact with are. Um, today, today's episode is going to be a very interesting one because it's going to be raw. It's going to be like revealing, like mm. we always do. Um, but it's probably one of the, like it's one of the topics that is really close to my heart. A lot of topics are because I, I love having conversations about just life and just doing this journey, like called life and so many different layers and so many parts to it. Um, we're call, we are calling this, a, you know, relationship with your own body or relationship with the body. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just really excited to kind of launch into it and to talk about the many different things um, that like contribute to the relationship with we have with our body, um, and even that 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 word relationship. If you think about a lot of things in our lives, we are in relationship with a lot of things we have in our lives. When I think about the body, I think about the way you view your body. I think about the messages you've heard growing up about your body. I think about the relationship you have with your food, which ultimately you put in your body. Mm. I think about how you dress your body. Mm. Um, I think about how you carry your body. Uh, so there's so many aspects of it. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, what are you most looking forward to, Miss P, about this topic? Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely looking forward to just seeing where it will go. Um, I think relationship 
with your body is such a key thing. You you are you're with your body twenty four seven, obviously. Um, you are in your body. Like, where else can you be? Like, mm. your spirit is within your body. Um, wow. Like, now I'm thinking of it. I'm just like, you know, the body is, it's such a powerful home. It's such a powerful, I'd say even carriage. Like, you know, without it, one, you can't get from A to B and, um, I wouldn't be able to sit here and have this conversation with you. Um, there's so many things, like you said, like food as well. And like, how do we take care of our bodies and how do we see our bodies? And I think that also goes back to identity, mm. um, like a part of it, you know, especially when we described ourselves as, you know, young black women that is in relation to our bodies. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, I guess let's start off with a raw question. What is your relationship with your body like? <laughs> and how do you nurture it? <laughs> that, that uh, you know, that's a loaded question, but one that I've thought of many, mm. many years. Uh, I would say that my relationship with my body has evolved yeah um it's changed but i'll be lying to say that my relationship with my body has always been good it hasn't um and even as i am now at a place where i feel feel more content with my body i just know that that changes from day to day depending on the kind of mood that i'm in depending for women on that time of the month depending on either like it may be a comment or maybe um putting on a dress that maybe used to fit different like in two mm-hmm. months ago and now have like feeling like slightly tighter um or looser whatever it may be um i used to not like my body for so many different reasons so um it goes back to the messages that you, you know, you grow up listening. Uh, I remember being severely bullied through high school and primary school because, but not just through primary school and high school, that would happen at home with different relatives as well, where I was like told that my eyes were too big. I've got beautiful big eyes. Your eyes are far Um, from big. (laughs) I was told that my eyes are too big. I have a big forehead and I have a big head and I've got lock knees. So if ever I thought of my body as I was growing up, those were the things that would stand up, Mm. stand out, sorry, stand out for me. And I remember in high school, it became just more louder. The bullying was so louder to a point where everywhere I would walk around, I was in a boarding school, everywhere I would walk around, I would always walk walk around with my head down and people people would ask like why do you always walk with your head down i'm like that's just my style of walking it's pretty cool it was a lie it was my way of hiding my face because obviously those messages i thought those messages were were true that's 
obviously the face is one aspect of the body. Um, and then goes down to, I guess, the rest of the body and, you know, my relationship with my body. There were so many layers to why I related to my body the way I was. And that kind of, that that journey actually got me into fitness. We'll talk about fitness and caring about the body later. Mm-hmm. And my reasons or my drive and my motivation for, for fitness was not a healthy one. Mm-hmm. And one that I had to learn so many lessons throughout the years because I've been exercising solidly every week for the past, it's been 12 years. And I'll tell you what, I exercise so differently now to what I used to to be when I first started this journey because my drive for exercising at the beginning is very completely different to what it is now. But that's that's just like a a summary of, I guess, my relationship, um, I guess, with my body. Um, what about yours, Miss P? Mm. How's your relationship with your body? I'm so, first things first is I'm so sorry that you went through that because that can't, that would have been really challenging. Mm. Um, and I think I can relate uh, to aspects of that like it's so crazy how um how the world around us or the people around us can affect our relationship with our body mm-hmm. and the words that come at us especially at a young age um from culture etc but yeah relationship with my body yeah i think like you it's been a journey like um I can't actually quite remember when I was like young, 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 but I'd say I remember like in primary school, I was called Utliko, like a super skinny. Um, and like, you know, we used to wear these heavy like school shoes, and yeah. I used to like really buckle on mine. Like, my legs were like so skinny <laughs> and just couldn't even bear the weight um of that and it wasn't even because it was just like I was just naturally skinny um so that was one I'd say I've always looked at myself as um one someone who is skinny and then someone I think when you then start going through your teenage years I I was seen as not feminine because I didn't develop as quickly as the other girls did I wasn't as curvy or you know voluptuous like early on so already that was another thing that was highlighted to me by people because I feel like sometimes it's not like you see that it's when people start pointing it to you Mm -hmm. or saying those things and you're like oh so I'm like that um and then I would say my skin uh, like in my later teenage years, like I had really, really bad like acne, and so that caused me to start like losing my confidence because people would always have something to say about my skin, like, oh, what cream are you using? Oh, what face wash are you using? Have you tried? Like it was the conversation was the first because I guess it is the first thing people say Mm. then it's now I mean sorry the first people think see is your face yeah and so I had acne and then people would 
want to, I guess, comment on that because that's the first thing they'd see. Mm. And I remember finding out that one guy, like in a group of friends, when I wasn't there, one guy had said, oh, she's not here. I can focus a little bit more because I don't have to imagine playing dot to dot on her face. Oh. Or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. I remember I could never hang out with that group in the same way again. Yeah. Like that was... Till today. Um, I think, yeah, for me, my my most challenging one is has been my skin, like face-wise. I think everyone obviously goes through their challenges. But I think that's an area I've learned, had to learn how to love and had to learn how to be okay to turn up as I I was. Because mm. at that stage, all that pain caused me to walk with my head down and try to avoid those kind of conversations and those type of questions. And, and the thing that it can also, it's quite dangerous because it can lead you to using the wrong products and harmful products because you're just hoping for this quick change but it's like you're a teenager you you're going through like a hormone change and um you might be eating foods that even unknown to you are not good for your body and who knows like what reaction is happening and you know you're having acne and stuff it's not just always as simple as what face cream are you using or what are you washing with but yeah, I think we never notice mm. the harm that our words and what we say to people about their bodies and about their image can do, like, after. Mm. Mm. No, no, absolutely. And, you know, when I, you know, when I think of, you know, your experiences and what you've been through, it, it, the words that come up for me is that not just you and me, like I feel like even for people that are listening, mm. people carry so many scars around yeah. their relationship with their body. I've never in my years of just being a person, of being a counselor, having conversations with people, I've never, you know, had a conversation, like a deep conversation with anyone who does not have a story behind a comment or a message around their body. So we mm. know that collectively, as a collective, there's something that we've heard and there's, you know, and there's a criticism or negative comment that we've just carried on and embodied it, you know. The body keeps score. You know? mm. Whatever you, you know, you've had, whatever you've experienced, you might not on a conscious level think about it, but your body kind of responds to it. Hence why, if you want to see what someone is carrying, truly pay attention to the way they carry themselves, Mm. you know, in in their body. That's why I walk with my hair down because I, the message then became, my core belief became, you need to hide yourself. You cannot Mm. be seen. That's Mm. why the word being seen and being heard, those are words that resonate so deeply with me because Mm. I think for a very long time, it was my absolute duty to hide who I was, to hide, you know, 
you know my you know my body i i think of a body being such a beautiful thing that you know you were given this body you know for a reason it's a vessel though it's a vessel for our soul and our spirit and for so many other things other than what you see externally that's mm-hmm. why it's important when you give people compliments give them compliments of things that have got nothing to do with their body but mm. their character and who we are. But I don't think we are in such a difficult time now because we're so bombarded by social media. We're so bombarded mm. by, you know, people taking their best photos in the best light before they eat their breakfast while they've got their tummy sucked in. And I'm not immune to that. But what I'm saying is it's actually very dangerous because mm. it sells this idea that that's just the way that's how bodies should be, mm. you know. And I don't even know whether even our pioneers of body positivity are also doing a really good job. I'm not saying that I, I know the answer, but what I'm saying is I think social media is driving also this message, which is very damaging, particularly to women. I feel like I'm not going to do like be dismissive of what men go through as well in terms of their bodies. But I think to women, because... A lot of, like, I've done a lot of counseling with younger people that might struggle with their relationship with their food, with food. And a lot of the times, 90% of the times, I ask the question, who do you follow on social media? Mm. Reevaluate who you're following. Because we spend so much time scrolling. We spend so much time having our, our heat through social media. And that then translates to the way we have a relationship with with our body if you want to see the extent of the damage that social media has had go out and have a meal Mm. you will never leave a dinner table without someone saying oh that was really good but i shouldn't have ate that now that i'm gonna put on so many kilos i'll tell you if i had a penny for every time someone commented on the food that they're eating and the potential that it might make them uh you know gain weight Mm. we don't enjoy food anymore you know, there's always this narrative behind you when you're eating your fries. I shouldn't be eating fries. I shouldn't be eating caps. I shouldn't be. It comes through. The, I'm just like, mm. just bloody eat the fries. Why? Unless you're like, I don't know, diabetic or have some condition. Yeah. Then, you know, fair enough. You're all intolerant. Fine. But I think you're so right. We that narrative needs to change. Like, 100%. And I think that's also to do with being kinder. Yeah. One, managing your social media, what you're seeing. Two, I think also just being kinder to ourselves. Like, yeah, like you've made the choice. You wanted to eat those fries. Mm. You wanted to enjoy them. You've indulged and you enjoyed Leave it at that. <laughs> yes. Like, there's no point of beating yourself up after the facts mm-hmm. at all, I think, anyway. Um, but where does that come from? Do you know what I mean? I'm always mm. curious. Like, from a place of compassion, obviously, I go, why is that? Like, I, 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 I want to be, I'm not always good at it, but I want to be a person where if I see a behavior rather than go straight into judgment, I want to be very curious. Why do we say that? Because I've said that before as well. Mm. And I'm like, why? And I think it's this inner judgment that I have about myself and about my body. Maybe someone else doesn't even have that. Cause I think we're also 
internally kind of judging ourselves you know mm. and it could be in the way maybe you look at someone and you and it's that internal conversation you have about someone else's body or you comment on someone you know's body and I, I i've also noticed that when people comment about someone's body in a very negative way i call it projection i just go clearly you also have an issue with your body for you to spew that hate you cannot spew negativity and hate when you feel good inside do you know what i mean when mm, you are mm. truly happy content with who you are you don't go around spewing hate at other people so i'm just always very curious why the preemptive judgment because you're you're internally in your head, you're thinking people are judging you. They think you're fat. You think they think you're fat or whatever. Like I even hate that word. They think you're big or whatever, um, because you're eating fries. So rather than them criticizing you, you say you preempted yourself because mm. there's that internal, um, you know, you know, um, a monologue that's going that that that's going on there. And I think the work starts internally. I think the work starts with being very truly kind to yourself but also truly evaluating where do your messages come from about your body Mm. you know i remember even in my family of origin you know there's certain things that some of my family members would won't wear because like hey this will make me like this this will make me like this and as a child i was watching that do you know i was watching some of the people in my life speaking so negatively about their body and and I just, and I, I do some, I did have a journey where sometimes I would be wearing something. Oh, I can't wear this because, hey, my arms are whatever. Oh, I can't. And, I'm, and I just used to go with the narrative. And now I pause and go, hang on. Why do I even think that way? Where did that even come from? And I realized that it predates me, some of these things, as, mm. these messages. And I just go, nah, I'm going to bloody wear that and swing my hips and enjoy it and just be like damn you look so good in front of the mirror and just do that Mm. but i've had to be intentional about that because i thought that narrative was the truth um where do you think your messages about your body came from i think for sure like i'm saying um it was the people around me i think a lot of it when i was younger like in school yeah um, I've learned now to speak up which someone says, oh, you look skinny or, oh, you've lost weight or, oh, you've gained weight or, oh, like I've now just learned to one, either quiet that, put it aside as much as it's hard or, you know, just say, oh, can you not call me skinny? Because that's just not nice. That's great. Mm, like as much as maybe you as that person aspire to that, um, it doesn't mean it's actually okay to call someone skinny or any type of names. Um, so I'm learning to one, speak up for myself mm-hmm. um, in, in that and shut out that noise. Um, even of like, like you're saying the media, I just like, if I hear someone even talking about someone else, like I've seen some parents even to their children, no, 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 you can't have that. That's going to make you fat. Gosh. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> let's not say that. Like, I think there can be kinder and better mm-hmm. words to say 
don't have that mm. sweet or don't give them any more of that or you know i don't know what exactly could be said but probably not saying oh that's gonna make you fat i think there are better ways to teach the younger generation about being health conscious mm. but not to a point where it's detrimental to their mental health their emotional well-being but we're talking about kind of educating them about the impacts of healthy eating for the brain, for the growing mm, body. They are mm. rather than that. And I think this could be a cultural thing as well. I think sometimes culturally we're taught things in a way that's fear-based. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything that's fear-based, I see it as negative. There's so many ways to teach us things that are from a place of love and mm. care. Mm-hmm. you know from a place of we can eat veggies we can we can exercise as a family not you should start running you you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i think calling people or children out of i don't know if by saying someone's fat or oh you should exercise you should do this because you're fat or mele hand before you walk, mele move, you know, like, I don't know. We should also practice. How can, like, imagine when we have children or we have younger people around us and you're trying to tell them, oh, I don't think you should have, like, oh, and they ask, let's say they ask for some chocolate or whatever. They've already had enough sugar um, and then you, you you want to say no you can't have that chocolate like what's the best way to say it mm. if they want a reason you you've had enough like you've had enough for today maybe we'll have it another day what defines it's moderation yeah but it's moderation but mm. moderation is mm. taught at a very younger age because yeah. kids will it's moderation but it's also creating boundaries and discipline with children because children will want Mm. whatever they want they will mm. always want more yeah. you know so yeah you know you've you've had enough you know yeah. so some of those conversations i think they're age appropriate as well mm. um you know it, it could be you know like remember like remember yesterday also you were struggling to sleep because you had had enough like you had, had a lot of sugar mm. you know that affects that and remember your belly was so that affects that that's mm. teaching kids that you know like when you eat too much sugar there are all these impacts that you know that will have yeah. on your body rather than rather than you're you're going to be like you know you're going to be fed or even there's a flip side we can't always always focus on you know the putting on weight of being big there's a flip side as well for kids that are naturally that are naturally smaller that are mm-hmm. naturally don't have that are not big boned as well it it more so that you can like put on weight mm-hmm. why like why is it yeah. why have we defined the size of someone's body completely to be a this is not good this isn't this is bad yeah, do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like i have an, a, a real issue with that because there's so many things that contribute to like a body composition there's so many things and i think it's a lack of knowledge and i think it's the standard of beauty and m- the way i used to view my body when i was in zimbabwe to the way i've i started viewing it in my earlier years in australia is completely different mm. uh, you know in zimbabwe i would eat whatever i want i would just like if i wanted six slices of bread 
everything like I was like uh, you know I, I was a bit bigger you know um and and that was like that was like fine like in my later t- my later teen years that was like I felt like I had no issues or I was oblivious to it until I came into this country where you know the the like beauty was defined in how smaller you are and um, how feel like how like how fit you are like it was so many things that I was not exposed to when I was like I was in Zimbabwe and I, I remember um, I remember just having this battle with my body when I first came here but having said that I think I started to see I started to work on a lot of my wounding and a lot of my trauma when I came here and what do you do the thing that you 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 you, you blame or you shame or you make suffer is your body because mm. that's who you have 24 hours. Where else are you going to, mm. where else are you going to store that? So it's either I disconnected from my body or I didn't care for my body. And I think my journey into exercising is like, I don't really like my body. My, my journey into exercising was driven by, I don't really like the way my body looks. And mm. I remember driving from work and doing this 10 hours, 10 to the right, I was working, I remember exactly where I was working, 10 right, went and signed signed up for the gym. The only thing that I was friends with at the gym for a good two months was the treadmill because I didn't have, like I just didn't have any knowledge around weights and stuff. I lost so much weight because I would run for an hour, wow. almost every day. Run for an hour, almost every day. And I love the fact that people were like, you've lost weight, oh my gosh, you look, you, you've lost weight. And I love that. And that was my drive. There's mm. so many unhealthy things around that. I wasn't mm. working internally, you know. No matter how much my body changed, guess what? It didn't change the way I looked at it on the mirror. Because mm. you know what? I hadn't done the internal work. Yeah. So the way you view your body is clearly an inside job. Yeah. The outside, great. Yeah, go to the gym, do all those things so that you don't have higher cholesterol, you don't have, you know, sugar issues, you don't have health issues. But unless you do the inner work, mm. forget about it. It's not going to change. No. And how how have you been doing that work? Like, um, I actually want to share something. That's how I'm going on with that question because I'm like, I want you to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, how have you been doing that work? Like of that, that <clears throat> internal work of that relationship with your body? Yeah. Like, what does that look like in a practical way? I have changed the inner monologue, dialogue, whatever you want to call it. I've Mm. changed the way I speak to myself about my body. Mm. But I've changed the way I speak to others about my body. Mm. Because every time I would get a compliment about what I was wearing and how it looked at my body, I would always counter it with a negative. Mm. I don't do that. I pause, I accept the compliment. Mm. But I don't always rely on people to give me that compliment. I give myself that compliment. I tell myself that I'm so proud of myself for the fact that my body hasn't completely broken on me, even though Mm. I put it through so much, you Mm. know? Um... So that's what I've done. But I've had to go deeper than that. I've, I've had to go back to, you know, the deepest wounds, the, deep, the, the deepest stories I was telling myself about my body. And I've had to work 
on why I had to dig deeper to where that's come from mm-hmm. and I have had to rewire my brain. That's the only way you can do it. You have to rewire your thoughts. You have to rewire your brain. You have to re then the feelings and the relationship catch up. Am I always on top of it all the time? No, but I do have sometimes people that, that gently say, oh, okay, maybe enough about talking about the FUPA. Maybe let's not talk about the FUPA anymore now. <laughs> you know, you've, uh, you've overused. Let's not do that. So I've, I have people in my life that also call me up when I'm feel like I'm, when I'm sleeping, but in a very gentle way. Mm. So I, so, but I've, I've gone to therapy as well. A lot of therapy. I, I journal a lot. That's where, that's how I've done the job. And I've changed my relationship with food. Mm. I've changed my relationship with exercising. Mm. The minute even picking up a weight is painful or if I'm running, if something is painful, I stop. Yeah. In the past, I never. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. run through an injury. I would live through an injury because I was de- I told myself if I let it slip, I'll go back and my body's not going to look good enough, which is a freaking lie. Wow. How is that even like, why is it what one, is good enough? Wait, <laughs> one, it's a lie Two, why is it of utmost priority over my wellness? Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's that. Um, what about you, Miss P? Mm. What have you done to heal or to change the narrative around your body and how you look at your body. Yeah, I think I recently heard, I don't know who it was, I think it was Alicia Keys, and she said, stand in the mirror naked, like in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. and just like appreciate every part of yourself. And I was like, whoa, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, like I remember doing that exercise and I was like, oh, wow, wow, like just stand in the mirror, you know, I looked at, I think like, of course, like I said, my biggest insecurity was like my face, my skin, mm-hmm. and, you know, just stand there and, and not look at it where I'm looking for imperfections. You know, like, oh gosh, where's that pigment coming from? Oh, where's that spot coming from? But actually, like, truly appreciating myself, like my eyes, my nose, like, you know, the detail, that is all unique to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, admiring it, you know, looking at my neck, my shoulders, everything all the way down my back. And I was like, wow. You know, like, that's so powerful to just stop and appreciate yourself and not wait and expect the outside. And then I'm trying to practice that more. Like, even when I'm just moisturizing, mm. you know, it's important to pay attention. There's so many benefits to it. You know, you might find a mole that you didn't even know was there. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Touch your, your skin. as well as touch yourself. <laughs> hey. <laughs> PG. (laughs) (laughs) Moisturize yourself. (laughs) Day the time, I think, um, I think with, for me, with body, body, I think even at times, you know, kissing myself, like my shoulder, my hand, and just like appreciating that. And also, I guess from that exercise perspective, is being more gentle. Yeah. 
like um I used to overdo it and even to the point of like injuring myself real badly and I'm still facing the consequences of that injury um and realizing like I just I enjoy working out but it doesn't have to be painful mm-hmm. like it's what do they say no no sweat no gain or I don't know whatever it's no, no pain, pain no, no gain, gain. <laughs> I'm like mm, I'm like if uh-uh. it's painful to do it <laughs> exactly not anymore gentle soft slow it still does the same job <laughs> so yeah that's one of the things and then I think with makeup I think with my skin I remember when I was meeting new people or whatever I would make sure I had makeup on Mm. Because I didn't want that to be a conversation. And I've worked on that. And I've gone through seasons where I won't wear makeup. And I'm like, I'm going to turn up in spaces without makeup. Until I'm, I've now reached a point where I wear makeup because I want to. And not because I don't want that to be the conversation around my skin. So I've had to like really shift on that and not because I'm covering something up but because mm-hmm. I'm enhancing myself yeah in in that way and just highlighting uh what's already there what's already beautiful um and not because I'm hiding something or covering something up because I started to feel with like foundation I started to feel most confident when I had it on Um, and that would cause me to be more reliant on it. And like, you know, imagine the anxiety that can cause when you don't have it Mm -hmm. and you're meeting new people and la la la. And it was just like, no. And I'll like lockdown helped strip a strip a few things really back, um, for me, even like around my hair and to be truly like sure and certain of the things I feel okay with not because this and that is in yeah. so i should do that yeah because that's what media says looks good but it's like no what is it that i feel comfortable with what is it that i like and just stick into to that regardless of mm. that outside um media noise yeah what are the most important things to you about your relationship with your boy? What words come out for you? Mm. Like, I'm not sure what you mean, but I'll, I'll, I'll answer. <laughs> uh, what words come out for me? I'd say, like, gentle. Yeah. Um, slow down, listen. Like, um, healthy strong mm-hmm. it's it's not about the weights i left or whatever but it's like about help being healthy uh strong mobile movement home safe um well looked after <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's what comes up for me mm. how about you acceptance Mm. like this radical acceptance yeah of every piece of me Mm. the stretch marks 
the cellulite, mm. the smoothness, the brownness, mm. the different uh, pigments, <laughs> the different shades of it. Some are not; they're not meant to all be. They're they're, they're perfectly different in different mm. parts. That's what mobility is important. Mm. Mobility stands out for me. Healthy, strong mm. stands out for me. Um, as someone who grew up with a whole lot of, like a lot of stress in my life, I had issues with like just my belly. Sometimes I was just not feeling right if I eat different foods. So the fact that I can just say I'm blood free, I'm like, oh, that's for thank me. Thank you, Jesus. It's like, <laughs> is, is, Honestly, I, like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm so happy with that. I, um, you know, as you said, home, like it needs to be like home. If I extend from home is connection to my body where I feel everything. I yeah. just go, mm. Because I know you talked about the fact that we live in our bodies. Like there's no way, but a lot of people are in their, they're not in their bodies. They're so mm. disconnected to mm. their bodies. They're so dissociated from their bodies because mm. they have, decided or the not intentionally but they they've allowed these stories which is one but they've also sometimes not had um a say in their disconnection whether by trauma or stress so they disconnect with their body you mm. know a lot of times when you say to people how do you feel how does this make you feel in the body a lot of people don't have the language for that yeah because yeah. they've disconnected from their bodies they've run mm. away from their bodies so a lot of the like my work for myself the way I look after myself is some I I hug myself sometimes mm. you know but I make intentional choices like I have a hot shower and then I have a cold cold shower at the end because that kind of regulates my nervous system which makes mm. me not be in a kind of in a stress response, but more connected to my body. Yeah. Whenever I start to feel like I'm feeling a bit anxious or stressed, I'm more aware of it quicker now than, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I was stressed. I'm more aware of it because I'm always tracking, tracking how I feel within my body, but I'm always checking in with how I feel in my body, even in the morning. Have I had a good sleep? Have I not had a good Yay. sleep? How am I feeling? I know it's going to be a rough day. I'm feeling a bit moody. What do I need to do? to anchor myself what do i need to do to feed myself so that at least i have a reasonably good day and then reset my sleep so mm. that's been like that's been my my you know my my journey with myself and that mirror exercise i love it oh, yeah. i have no shame in that like i love it i just every time i'm just like <laughs> we like, shake your booty shake it, shake it. <laughs> <Slap> it. <laughs> it is it is a good good truly good exercise you know um but yeah, that that's yeah. That they, they, there's so many layers, you know, to our relationship, you know, with our body, and I I, I think it's it's an ongoing journey. It is um, of just acceptance that it, it doesn't have to look the same every day. There are mm. seasons sometimes, but also I think as a collective, we owe each other compassion and kindness yeah. around how we talk about our body even if you're not criticizing someone or commenting on someone like on commenting on someone in your circle the way you even talk about 
the bodies of celebrities mm. next to someone. There are people too, but the people around you are listening. Look at her. She's now put on oil. She's got cellulite. Oh my gosh. I thought, oh, all of those things are forming part of your energy field. Don't yep. think you're separate from that. You're mm. allowing that to be in your space. So I just think as we, we, you talked about shift. We need to shift that. It starts even with the people that we don't have a direct relationship with. Why yeah. would you feel okay rubbishing someone you don't know mm. their their body and then extend kindness to the next person? Yeah. That's incongruent. How like how how is that even matching? Um and which is homework to myself too. I'm sure I, I, I sleep up sometimes. So I I'm, I'm gonna put that as a homework to myself mm. and going, I need to do better as yeah. well. We do, for sure, because I think, particularly when it comes to celebrities, we're very quick, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, look at her body now, oh wow, she's this age, and but she's looking like that, wow, oh, it must be, sur- did she have a surgery, mm. did she, like, there's so much that we say, like, even just recently, I had someone close to me, like, point out a, a celebrity, um, like that's in a new in a new relationship. Like, oh, look how she's looking now compared to how she was. But I'm like, guys, can we talk about something mm-hmm. else? Like, yeah, let's be mm. kind. And even when like women have just had children, yes. what is it? The snapback or the Oof, whatever? The like, pressure. it's just like, oh my goodness, let's just. This body has carried a huge human being or whatever mm. size of you. It's made a human being into life. Let it be whatever shape it is. Yeah. And the other thing that you've kind of, like my voice has gone a bit louder. The other thing that you've just reminded me of is this journey. I went through this phase. Mm. Eek. I even go, ugh. I went through this phase of calling up other people's bodies, body goals. Mm. I cringe at that. Now. What do you mean by that, like body goals? You know, do you you don't know the saying when people go body goals. Oh, as in you, you their used, body is yes, your goal. Yeah, body goals. Oh, body goals. Yeah. I cringe yeah, yeah, yeah. that I, I think, used to even be. I think there. I've I've been there. Like especially when I was like more in the gym and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I once had a, like a, a personal trainer where like, what are your goals for your body? It was never about, I want to reduce my, like my, my body fat. I want to like a better, like a, I want to like pre- be very preventative of the fact that my family has some health issues. My answer to that <laughs> was a screen. I took a screenshot of a PT or this woman who does fitness. And I said, I want my body to look like hers. Oh. Okay. I cringe. And I know I'm not the only one. Of course. Who does that. Please, people. Mm. I feel sorry for my younger self that I even put her through that. But we're learning, girl. We're learning. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah. There's no one who should ever be your body goals. You be your own. You be your own goals. What's going to work for your health and your well-being? And how do you feel the most confident in your body is what's body goals. Yeah. And I think even what we haven't spoken about is even food. Yeah. It's like 
I think what we forget is food is like nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's what gives us energy. It what's it's what is part of what replenishes us and um all those things. And I guess that relationship with body and food is is intertwined because it's like if you don't fuel your body the way you need to, depending on what your goals are, obviously. You know, if you're whacking out extremely or whatever, you need to fuel your body mm-hmm. for that. Um, if you're just, you know, I'd say corporate lifestyle or anything that's related to more mind work, you know, you need to fuel your body in a certain way. If you're working more physical work, things like that, it's like your relationship with food. If you're not being kind to yourself, that relationship with food isn't going to be also good mm-hmm. because you're you're seeing food as if I eat that, am I going to put on weight or whatever? Rather than if what do what does my body need to be fueled to get through the day? Yes. Um, or the week, or you know, like even it affects your mood. Like I know if I'm I'm tired, I definitely know that I'm not eating junk that day because that's just going to make me more tired just because of how I digest it. Yeah. But I know if I'm well rested, I'm this, I can be a little bit more flexible, more relaxed with my food, things like that. And I think that comes from, goes right back to being present with your body, Mm -hmm. with listening to your body, to how you speak to your body, how you feel in your body and doing that internal work it's like a whole cycle Mm. Mm. yeah no absolutely i definitely i think nutrition is very important and i think i think you almost have to kind of i had to learn like nutrition like i I, like i knew of nutrition but only from a like in in a surface level we are you eat you eat Mm. and then you become very full but now I, like I'm very in, like in very intentional about is this nutritious? Yeah. You know, not be, not, but the language in the past would be like, will this make me fat? But now mm. it's, it's is it nutritious? It's very different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and is it going to make my digestive system okay? Is mm. it actually going to make sure that when I go and do my bloods at my GP, my mm. iron levels are good, my mm. my vitamin D are good, my, my vitamin cholesterol. C, is, my cholesterol <laughs> is is good, and I'm not just I'm not just going sick every second week because my yeah. immune system is down because mm. I'm not feeling it really yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There are all those things now that are so health driven. Your hormones, um, exactly. How you cycle your menstrual cycles gonna yeah. be as a woman things yeah let's look after our bodies let's look after <laughs> our bodies um what's your parting message my parting P? message because we could get on and mm, on I think the one thing I like that you mentioned is doing that internal work mm-hmm. um and I think I want to take time this week um journaling a little bit about what what scars haven't i maybe looked at and faced in relation to my body um and i'd like to get into the depth of that because i think i am good at that practical side Mm -hmm. like i'm saying love 
you know, taking time to love on my body, to care for my body, um, but also to work for, on those internal conversations and work on those scars in tangent. So I think my parting message is um, let's work on those internal scars. Let's work on that internal conversation. Let's work on how we see ourselves. Let's work on our language to to others. Um, and also be conscious of what you're looking at and taking in on the social media. Mm-hmm. I think those are my my parting words, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, what about yours? You only get one body. Oh yeah. Be kind. Mm. Be compassionate. Mm. Never wish to have any other body but yours. You're yeah. the only project you can work on. You're the only thing that you have control over. Mm. It's a journey. You're not always meant to be hundred percent yeah. okay with mm. yourself. But in those moments that you feel like you're not okay. I just hope that you can dig deeper and find those compassionate words or you can be surrounded by people that remind you that you're more than just your body. Your body is your vessel. Mm. You have so many other attributes that that make you still a wholesome person. Yeah. You know, if you've got goals around your body, let them be yours, not driven by something you've seen on social media. Mm -hmm. Let them be because you've had a reflection that you want to change something for you. Let them be small, achievable goals. Yeah. But always do the internal work. Otherwise, mm. you're just fighting a, a losing battle, really. Mm. Um, and always be present. Do things like movement in your body, love your body, moisturize it, as you were saying. Mm. But as you're doing that, be intentional about it. Yeah. This is my body. It's beautiful. It's carried me. It's 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 a it's my vessel. Like those affirmations are so important look after your body don't listen to the no pain no gain no mm. you're not meant to be in pain no <laughs> <laughs> you're not meant to be pain says someone who had to rehabilitate her back because it was so messed up um no pain no gain is not the way to be but we could go on and on you know us we love talking thank you for taking time to listen to mm. you are being mm. witnessed with Usmali Soganyoni and Miss P. Thank, Thank you, you guys. so much. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, Belle. <laughs>